this flyover clip. When you were in Mar-a-Lago, uh, that was I think January the twenty eighth, the Saturday, at the nine seventeen society. You were you were praying, mm-hmm. and you the Lord had given you a message. One of the things that you said is you said that God had had said it's not going to be verbatim, verbatim, but it's going to be this idea that the Democratic Party was is wicked. Period. They're just yeah. they're wicked, and evil. something that evil, evil. And what I saw last night at the State of the Union address, or two nights ago, whatever it was. Um, and I want to play this for you because we are seeing that, like you said it, that God had given it to you. You said it on January the 28th, but now we're actually really seeing a lot of it from the Democratic Party. I don't know if you saw this, but I want to play this quick clip from Tucker. But it's it's what the Democrats did at the State of the Union. Check this out. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. We shot down their balloon. So name me a world leader who can decipher what Joe Biden just said. Name me one. See, you can't. Friends, democracy is winning tonight. Now, we have no idea what any of that means any more than Xi Jinping does, but the trained seals in the crowd loved it. They clapped consistent with their species. Actually, sorry, that is unfair to seals. There's not a seal in the ocean or even at SeaWorld who would wear an I love abortion pin. That is too low even for marine mammals. They may eat live fish, but they're not ghouls. Congressional Democrats, by contrast, are ghouls. Take a look at this pin, which has replaced the American flag on their lapels. Notice that the O in abortion is in the shape of a heart. They literally love abortion. Now, let's set aside the politics and ask an honest question. Who loves abortion? Honestly, who loves abortion? Maybe you think abortion should be legal. But do you love abortion? Do you think abortion is a wonderful, affirming act you feel so proud of? You brag about it with jewelry? If you feel that way, you should know that you are not defending a medical procedure. You wouldn't say that about an appendectomy. No, you are promoting an ancient religious rite called human sacrifice. That's what this is, promoting human sacrifice. Let's stop lying about it. It's very obvious now. How about that? Man, he he just called it. Like it is. I was like, wow. Because that's what no, it is. It is evil. Oh, it is. And and it's exactly what it is. It's human sacrifice. And it was it's ancient Baal worship. And what you're dealing with now is the seed of the serpent is in the earth, which is another thing. But I'm glad to hear somebody finally say that. Yes. What we've been saying how long now, all of us, we you know. And uh, but here is the thing that what you're looking at. If you could, if you could see it on the jackal's face. Now, you know, I remember when, when the Lord told me this was back in that, that phony inauguration, he said, uh, so I I didn't even know it had happened. I don't watch it because it's, it's fruitless. And so he just, you know, they showed uh, Robin showed me on her phone said, look what just happened with they, that phony inauguration. Mm -hmm. I said, Lord, you know, in me, Lord, what, what's happening? He said, the seat of the president of the United States has been vacated. I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. He said, and a jackal is sitting in his seat. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I started saying jackal from that point on. It's a jackal. Yep. It's a jackal. It's a jackal. Well, it was prophesied to come when Obama was president because, you know, they floated uh, uh, Anubis down the uh, you know, in front of the Statue of Liberty, the jackal God that they worshiped in Egypt. In 2010, it was floated down 
you know, in front of the Statue wow. of Liberty. And so it was told to us he was coming. And so um, uh, I'm going to say something heavy in a minute, but we've got to get there, you know. Yep. And so I started saying jackal, jackal, jackal. I called him a jackal from that point on, a jackal. Okay. Well, Jesus called Herod a jackal. Now, I didn't even put this together till way later. And the Lord quickened the scripture to me one day and said, uh, and showed me where he told Herod, he said, you go tell that old fox what I'm going to do. He said, I'll do, I'll work miracles today and tomorrow. And the third day I'll be perfected. He said, tell that old fox. Well, in Hebrew, that's the word jackal. And the reason he would have referred to him as a fox is because Herod was an illegitimate king. Wow. He wasn't a real king. He was illegitimate. And that's why the Lord told me that a jackal is sitting in the seat of the rightful president. It's illegitimate. Now, let's go back and you're going to understand some anger now that you saw. When Samuel told Saul, he said, this day the kingdom has been taken from you, given to a neighbor of yours who's better than you. And he turned and, you know, and he ripped his coat and he told him, he said, the, this day it's given, the, the Lord has ripped your, the kingdom from your hands and so forth. He leaves. Okay, he goes back and, and helps Saul uh, that day so the people are not upended. And then he leaves. And the Lord told him, said, um, how long are you going to weep for Saul? And he tells him all this stuff. And he said, now fill your horn with oil. Go to Bethlehem. And there is a, a man among De, uh, Jesse's sons that I'm going, I've chose as a king. And so the Lord spoke to me and he said this. He said, now, who was carrying the anointing of the king? Who had that between Saul and David? Now, God transferred the kingdom that day, but who carried the anointing between the two kings? It was the prophet. Yep. The prophet carried the anointing. Now, Samuel wasn't afraid of dying at the hands of Saul. People don't know really, I think, I don't think they see it like this. He wasn't so much afraid. Remember, he walked in, pointed his finger in his face and said, you, you've lost your kingdom. If he was afraid, he's got a poor way of showing it. <laughs> That's good point. true. He said, bring Agag out here. And he hewed him in pieces in front of Saul. And Agag had become Saul's friend. And he just cut him all to pieces and threw the blade down or put it back up and or whatever he did. And he left. He wasn't afraid that Saul would kill him for his own life. If Saul kills him with that anointing oil in his hands, David would never get the anointing to be the king. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. And that's why he said, if I say it, he'll kill me and stop me mm-hmm. and I'll never get to pour this oil. Because the prophet knew it was coming from him that was going to give David what he needed to be the king, to handle that kingdom. Now, watch this close. People say, well, yeah, but you know, uh, if Trump is the president, no, there ain't no ifs about it. There's just, now, just forget that. You need to forget that. Everybody, you know, anybody with, with any horse sense knows who won the election. Yep. 
Okay. Or we wouldn't have been threatened, coerced, uh, all uh, threatened with, with bodily harm and everything yep. else if we said it. Yep. Blocked off of every media mm-hmm. if you said it. Mm-hmm. If you got nothing to hide, let them talk about it. Right. Okay. So the prophets are carrying the anointing. They're holding it for the rightful David. Okay. And they've already anointed him once. So now we here we are. So they come after the prophets. Okay. Now David is anointed king, right? Yep. He don't take office for 11 to 14 years later, but he's anointed king. Saul's not the king anymore in the eyes of heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Now watch this. David comes into Saul while Saul is in a cave. And he says, uh, he cuts the robe off. Then he comes out and shows it to Saul. Said, I came this close to you. I could have killed you at any moment. But when David was going to cut his robe off, the man standing with David said, God has delivered him into your hands. This is the fulfillment of the prophecy. Kill him. And David made a decision. No. So David could have killed him right then, went right on into the office. But David's decision was involved. Mm. So then the Lord brings it back around again. The second time. And the guy standing with David said, let me take my spear and put it through him. I'll only have to do it once. (laughs) And David said, and he said, God has given him into your hands. This is what the Lord spoke about. David thought about it and said, no, no. So David made a decision the second time not to go into office early. He could have, he could have took it back at any one of those decisions. So see, people don't understand the realm of prophecy. It's always brought onto the floor of decision. He could refuse it or he could accept it. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to let the Lord take him out and then I'll go back. So Trump made a decision. Remember on the 6th of January, he told everybody go home. Mm-hmm. He said, just go home, go on home. Now it's going to approach another decision. What he decides, I don't know, but I know where the anointing is. He's still the president. Will he decide to come back before 2024? I never said he would that I know of. I always said he could. Mm -hmm. It's his decision. Mm -hmm. Now, that's what I've always said that I know of. That's what I've always said, because it's always in the realm of decision. You can't take a decision. God's not going to grab you and shake you. When he came to Mary, he said, She had to say, be it done unto me according to your word. She had to make a decision. Remember Mordecai told Esther, said, if you don't do this, God will raise up deliverance from another place, but you won't be saved. It was her decision. So, But God's not handcuffed is what you're saying. He's not. If Mary decided it wasn't her, there would be somebody else that would take that position because God's oh, never handcuffed happen. by man. 
It's going to happen. happen. But it, but when he comes to you, it's your decision. When he came to you and said, I want you to get saved. Did he make you get saved? Nope. No, you didn't get saved until you decided to, Mm -hmm. but it was his will. You were saved the whole time. See people, people, uh, well, the prophets said this. What prophets did was, is they saw the truth. They saw the realization of what happened. He did win. He won by a landslide. He did do these things. It takes a while to dig out of a landslide because everything on the hill comes down. Everything on the hill comes down in a landslide. And you have to dig out of that. That takes a little while. But it's not going to leave Donald Trump's decision. Remember when he kept saying, I'm deciding something. I'll let you know soon what it is. I'm deciding something. He never said what that decision was. He was deciding whether to come back early or not. And he can. If he decides tomorrow to turn his foot toward the White House, God will clear the whole path for him to be there. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment, causing you pain in your neck every single night? You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones? No more. With a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill, and you had one ounce of gold. You could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belts, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. 
So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put into the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.